and welcome to the very first edition of the Connected Packaging Summit. I'm very excited to have you all here with me today and tomorrow to learn and share stories and insights of the power of connected experiences. I am Jenny Stanley, founder and managing director of Appetite Creative, pioneers in the connected packaging industry. And this is the first session of this unique and exclusive event for packaging professionals and enthusiasts. With the connected packaging market globally to be worth around 32 billion US dollars by 2027, we knew that people needed to know more about this fantastic marketing opportunity. Connected, pack connected packaging, for those who don't know, is the gateway to two-way communication with your consumers and the ability to understand your consumers better. Connected packaging is a QR code or an NFC tag or a Digimart, which is activated against the packaging. And once activated, takes a consumer through a quiz, a game, or any other variety of experiences open to them. We have some fantastic speakers today over this morning session and tomorrow. But before we get lost on our journey, we need to start at the beginning and understand how to begin. And I'm very glad to welcome to the virtual stage, Vipke Apskic, Managing Director at TT Strategy. And to open the event, as we discuss the strategy behind and how to get started. We'll be looking at lots of different ways to understand the data, to be able to stand the way to actually get started. So first of all, I welcome to the virtual stage, Vipka. Hi, <laughs> thank you, Jenny, for that kind introduction. And um, really great to be here, having so many um, amazing people in the audience as well. Um, I'm very much forward, looking forward to, to sharing my experience with you. Fantastic. To get started and to let the audience just know a little bit about you, we want to know a fact or something interesting that maybe not so many people know about you. Is there something that you could share before you kick off with the slides? Um, so, oh, I mean, there's a hundred of things that people don't know about me. <laughs> <laughs> so I wonder what to say. Uh, but maybe, uh, you know, I have been uh, very passionate about search dog training. Um, mm -hmm. So I'm not only a professional dog trainer, but I also do a pet, uh, pet search. If, if your dog or cat gets lost. Um, so right now I'm not training so much, but that is really something I, I really love to do. Fantastic. Well, thank you. Now we know a little bit more about you. I hand to you. Tell us about the strategy behind. Absolutely. Let's get going. So, um, Maybe to start a little bit, does it work? Yeah, <laughs> maybe to start uh, from where my knowledge comes from. Yeah? I work for TTE, that is a boutique consultancy based in Hamburg and we do focus on the packaging industry and we also focus on digitalization. And what we do is um, where we start with a strategy and that's what I will be talking about in the next time, uh, next minutes. Um, but what we also do is to really draft the project and then execute it. So from that, um, I gathered a lot of experience on how that initial strategy will end up in, in the project that you will actually execute and it becomes operations maybe in your company. And uh, this is what I will be talking about. So if we say we start with strategy, we obviously need to start with thinking where does the company, the industry, everything actually go to. Yeah? And we've been um, discussing this in our team quickly and also cross-check with research. And what we thought are the, or think is, are the four big things in uh, packaging going forward is absolutely um, digitalization, 
and you have prepared a lot of super exciting talks about this Jenny in the in the next day so I checked it it's like yeah absolutely we can see that and I think connected packaging is one of the big trends in here for sure um, then innovative products um, so I'm, I'm super excited for example that we now can buy chocolates that are wrapped in paper and uh, that makes me feel less guilty about eating even more of that you know it's it's not the bad ways it's okay ways so you know great innovation and in packaging in that area and sustainability of course I mean in both directions one because um, at least in Europe legislation is getting tougher and tougher and you you need to follow um, more rules and regulations and on the other hand of course because it's on everyone's heart to to save this planet so um for, for packaging definitely and i also saw that there's a lot of nice events uh, planned especially tomorrow on sustainability here so um really looking forward to hear that and then of course the market situations um not only but also due to COVID, and who knows how this will roll back or um, um not roll back once the pandemic is ending or never ending um, so there's a lot of insecurity in there, um, but as this is more my topic, so all four I think are big ones, um, but the topic that I'm focusing on most is digitalization, so we would go a bit deeper in there. But looking at the slide, yeah, it feels like there's a lot of a bit dry content, let's say, and it feels like, or at least for me, it feels like the heart is missing, yeah, and um, so if you go there, that's actually true. Um, we are TTEs strongly believe in the um, in the importance of having the people in the center um, no matter what you do if it is um, you know learning about people or bringing people to do something or executing a project um, everything you want to do will depend on a team that wants to win and that is engaged and that is believing also in your mission yeah so that's how we think there's four trends but there's one core people and if you have the right people in your team and engaged um, then it will it will work so that's the high level strategy um to move ahead yeah we we, we agreed on uh, sharing a few insights especially about data projects yeah so if it is uh, no matter where it is in your packaging company you can go consumer customer um your suppliers your, um, your plants, that's what I'm, uh, I, I mean, I, I like the dirt and the sound of the big machineries and packaging plants and also that is so fast. So yeah, I, I really like it. So, um, but no matter what it is, it can also be the sales function. Um, there's four, uh, five key learnings from my almost 10, oh God, yeah, 10 years experience in that, in that company, in that um, industry um, that are worth considering. And those five areas is the strategic fit, the IT as a core part of the team, the impact of people, the fixed scope, and data quality. Yeah, these are these are my top um, my my um, top five. There's sure more, but if you will set up a digital project and look at these five, you will be pretty much okay. Yeah. So um, what do I mean with that? The strategic fit means we, we looked at it before the big map of four big topics maybe for each company there might be a different focus but top management knows where they um where it goes yeah, more or less and if i now start um a data project and say it is um connected packaging yeah i need to be very precise on telling my team how does it fit into our strategy why do we need it why is this important because only if the team understands that 
okay, this is important for us because we need to get the connect to consumers. We need to understand what they think about our product and we need to you know, get in touch. Only then they know how important it is. That gives them purpose and it gives them um, the opportunity to, and to steer the project on their own without too much top level interaction. Yeah, they will be able to understand and just tell, yeah, yeah, we saw that trend changing. So we, you know, we already pivoted and yeah, it makes you very, um, so much easier. So strategic fit is one. IT um, as a core part, yeah, it, it sometimes happens that we don't have enough time and think we quickly think it through and do a prototype and then let's go. Yeah. Um, but this, uh, or, and the thing is that business really knows what we need. Yeah. So we, we know what information we need, who wants to use it. Um, and IT knows how to do that. So if I move very far ahead and I'm almost done and choose my product and maybe by chance a database and whatever, and then look in IT, we have a big mismatch and maybe we cannot implement it. We go all back, we roll back and then the, um, we are three months delayed, yeah? Or everyone is then, you know, talking bad at IT and they really, you know, they didn't do anything wrong. It's just that they are on that stack and the other one is there, so it's not possible. Um, yeah, the impact of people, let me emphasize that one more, like why is it so important? If you look at data projects, people often step a little back because they say, oh, that's a database, that's so much numbers, and I'm not sure um, I'm not sure if I can handle that, and I need to learn so much, and so, um, but what it actually is, is a change management project, yeah. Um, there are so many great architects in the world, we already looked in IT, the technical stuff can be handled, yeah, it's fine, no, don't, don't, don't make it a headache. Um, but what you have to do is change the way people work, change the way people take decisions, change even maybe really small things in their everyday routine. Yeah, And I always like to think, as I said, I'm, I'm doing uh, operations most of the time. Yeah? I always like to think of that excellent plant manager who has everything well in shape, Yeah, delivering more than he has to each year. Yeah, Great product quality, no waste, everything running amazing. And now you go and say, hey, you have to use my digital product. Yeah. If he says no, there's no way you can force this person to change anything yeah? because his core job is, is done excellent. So what you have to do is to build up the trust. That's the job of business here. If he wants, there's no way this can fail. Yeah? <laughs> Turn it the other way around. Yeah. Um, so the fixed scope, that's, the, um, uh, that's a, like a, a threat topic because, and I think, I'm sure Jenny, you, you had that in your project. Yeah? The moment you start, to, to build something up, everyone has even greater ideas. Yeah, what yeah. else can we do? What other um, what other gamification can we add? Yeah, what other thing can we ask for? Um, great. <laughs> yeah, it, it happens all the time. And the, the 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 bad thing about it is that these ideas are really excellent very often. So mm. you cannot say like, "Oh no, it's stupid. We cannot do it." No, they are good, but they move your finish line from here to there to there to there and you will have to keep your team motivated until you actually read that digital finish line i mean that's the let's have a beer barbecue champagne whatever day that you're looking forward to yeah? um so that's why i think it's so important to make sure that okay step one this is the scope we will take all the other amazing ideas we put them on a long list we will definitely look at them but we will not move our our goal by a centimeter because you want to have the party at that day and then you plan the next party and we add all the other scope and we will be successful and happy. Yeah? <laughs> um, uh, but not the, the other way around. Yeah, and the last one is data quality. Um, 
I think again something you know we, we all we all know that but it's so easy to um, jump over but in my uh, experience I have not even had one project I'm still counting I mean maybe you have one or anyone in the audience you know ever experienced that and I would be so excited to to learn about that I have not had one project where the data was usable after the first you know <laughs> upload or the first having the first look at it um, whenever you do that you check and you see oh that value is not that expected there's mm -hmm. a gap um, we don't have any answers from from our target group yeah or there's so many reasons and um but the other hand the danger is you have everything set up you have a nice report prepared you have data in there and you feel this urge to share it with the world because it's so exciting and it's, it's new and if you are too fast and don't do your diligent checks like from the bottom of the organization or from those who know so maybe with with the sales people who know what more or less the target group is yeah do a cross check or with um, the operators who know how the machine operated in the last day and, and these things, then you will present a result that doesn't make any sense and you will lose trust. And trust as presented before and number three is our core currency for the change. Yeah. Um, so, so we have to make sure we win that. And um, that's why yeah. when you're almost there, calm down. <laughs> Don't show it, hide it, <laughs> come bottom up, make sure that everything is when your followers, yeah, whoever said it's accurate goes and then you go with a big team of, I don't know, 20 people, you go to the steel crew and say, hey, this is it. Yeah, and if then there's a small error in it, they will also support you and say, yeah, okay, I didn't see that either. That's fine. Um, yeah, so, and that's my five key learnings. I think if you use those, you should be in a good shape. Yeah, no, I think that's a, a really good overview of, I think, quite a lot of pitfalls that I'm sure that a lot of the audience can actually identify at least one, if not several. Um, we've actually got a question in from the audience already, which is great. There is um, open QA, so if anybody listening um, has a question that they want to send in, please do so. The box is down below. The question we have at the moment is, what are the main reasons why innovative projects fail? Even if they are disruptive and provide customers with new, new solutions, how can we overcome the skepticism when we are trying to be pioneers? Mm -hmm. It's an excellent question. And it goes to my next uh, slide, kind of. Uh, oh. <laughs> was there anyone from my team sending it? <laughs> it's anonymous, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think that. No, uh, so I think the main, point here yeah, is, is again uh, the change management because um, and, and we have to see it from the risk side like let's go back to my super excellent plant manager who has an operation running well very well he's got it all clustered the way he knows how to do it yeah no? mm -hmm. he's got it all under control he's got all under control he's fine he gets good reviews his his life is good yeah and now someone comes with a disruptive and new idea. Mm -hmm. And there's, of course, a possible benefit for him. So maybe he can become even more successful. But there's also a threat in there. Mm -hmm. Maybe he implements that. Um, in my case, I, I do industry forestry. Maybe he implements that algorithm yeah, that will tell him when to stop his machine. And maybe that algorithm is not good and stops it all the time and his productivity will go down. Uh -huh. So he's got a possible benefit and a very, very close by and likely threat. Yeah? Mm -hmm. And um, if you want to get him along, you have to start very early in the process. 
yeah so um, how do we do that yeah and i i know that this uh, taking people along and change management and it, it always sounds like this fairy tale thing yeah with uh, pink clouds and everything happy but it's really just hard work and process so how we do that is um very early in the process we do the standard things that everyone does so we um check what's the strategy we involve it in the first moment that's maybe a bit different um we define the project draft project plan overall goals align it with the c level that's you know the standard and then there's three items here the team up the think through and the execute and uh, for me the the magic lies in the order of team up and think through mm -hmm. i personally i also have that uh, the tendency yeah, to say okay now i know what's what what we need to do now I quickly do it like one level more in detail and I will tell everyone what to do and we can get started very fast. Yeah? Mm. The issue is that your team will likely, no, not the issue, the beauty is yeah, that your team will consist of really experienced and, and you know, sharp and, and thinking people. Mm. And if me as a project manager tell someone who maybe works at this machine what I think you should do, I get pushed back right away because I said, okay, I'm the expert. You, you know, I have never seen you in uh, <laughs> with something or doing something on that machine. Why, why do you tell me that? So I immediately get pushed back. Mm -hmm. So that's why the team up phase needs to be first. So what I, do I have to do? I have to show real respect and trust in the people I work with because they deserve it anyway. And I do a lot of talking. I explain everyone that I will need in this project as a stakeholder, not necessarily project manager or executive. What am I planning? What do I think about it? What do you think about it? Adjust my plan. This can be quite a lot of, can take quite a lot of time. Then I bring the real team together and together we develop how this can be done. So my plan manager would be part of all these steps. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he would tell me in phase one, okay, we can do that, but I'm worried that you do it in process step three. Can we do it in the last process step? Then I can easily stop it. Yeah. Fine, <laughs> no problem. But this way we are all on the same board. Everyone can bring his worries in very early. And mm -hmm. if you go execute with this team who developed the, the plan on their own, who is also absolutely committed that this can work, or at least with some adjustments, but you know, overall they're in and they know that I will also listen when they give me a stop, then you will get the disruptive things over. So a big yeah, it sounds like a fairy tale with all this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you know, a, a really big part of it is a, is a, is around the people. From what you're saying, we've got another question in um, from Narlin. He says, "Hello, I'm from India, and I believe that brand owners are not much aware about connected packaging. And if they are aware, they're not ready um, to kickstart or know how. So maybe there's a way that you could, you know, what, what's kind of your two uh, or three top tips for, for Narlin, who um, seems like he's quite far away from kicking off a project. How, how can he get ready? What are the three top tips you'd give him? Um, so if I understood it right, he would like to start such a project and he doesn't know how to get going. Well, where, where, he's sitting, where he is, um, they, they're not aware enough and they're not really ready. So, you know, mm -hmm. for awareness, don't worry, Narlin, yeah, we've, okay. we've got you sorted for the whole for the whole summit, so stay tuned. But if, <laughs> if they want to get kick-started, what's the three things he needs to think about? Yeah. So the first thing, if you want to get started, of course, I mean, I'm, I'm sure he did his research and he knows what this topic is all about and what in theory he would need to do. I mean, that's the homework that we always have to do. Yeah, be prepared. 
know what your what your business and and worst case you know he will just uh, call you and then get uh, get the update in a few minutes and mm -hmm. um, but then what needs to be done is uh, stakeholder management so he has to you know have a look at the octet of his organization and think through for whom in his organization would this be a benefit who would be interested in and who's also friendly yeah so he needs to find the friendliest most open person in his organization and just go in there like very open and say, you know what, I heard something new. I'm not sure if I like it or not, but I wondered what you think about it. Yeah. And um, that way, start a conversation. Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, just to give the, the, the opposite, if you go there and say, you know what I have to do, uh, you need to change your work, then it's a clear no without listening. Mm -hmm. But just open the conversation very carefully and, and then ideally you win this person and say yeah that's exciting maybe we could bring it and then you move along the organization and loop in step by step everyone who is an important stakeholder for this project and once you have enough support and maybe you have two or three i mean i don't know exactly who you need for the project i would assume you need it you need sales and or the and or the marketing team and maybe someone from um, product management you you go through if you have two of the, two of the three stakeholders in your favor, you go back and then you start. Mm. So again, it's, it's back to people. So getting getting people interested um, and motivated and excited about the project, I think, Narlin, is, is, is the way forward. And then in terms of awareness, yeah. well, we can tool you up with all the all the stats and all the info you need. So stay tuned. Um, Vivka, you mentioned a little bit about data, um, and um, that was a, a really interesting point, I think. So people who have actually gone through the process, um, but then end up with some data and haven't really thought about the data, um, and then it doesn't become so so useful. Tell us, tell us a little bit around around that. Mm -hmm. And I also have a little uh, overview prepared. Um, so the, the thing about data that you receive, especially after you know collecting data from external, yeah, as you would do it here, mm -hmm. is there's kind of four levels of data cleansing, as, as it's often called, that you have to do. And the, the initial ones are obvious. We, we have them on our list. I mean, if there's duplicates or if there's you know empty records coming back or something from any spam addresses or so on, yeah, yeah, we have to clean them out. And IT can do that. They're really good at it. Yeah. Uh, the second is a little um, more the content. That's where you would already filter out if maybe there's, I mean, maybe you have a product manager who really wants to um, push into one direction and asks all his friends to give you a wrong answer. So there you would check, does the content make sense or do we have a really strong um, deviation from something that is useful? Yeah. And this operations can do, they know what should come back more or less. They just don't know the detail. That's why you do the collect. Um, the third one is context. That's also, um, that's for example, if you maybe did a couple of these requests and you have one data sample in between that is giving you completely different answers than before. And this could be, for example, if you did this research um, once the Corona crisis started where everyone had his mind in a completely different area. Mm. So if you wanted to do a long analysis you would take this data sample out because you would say, okay, there was a crisis for everyone. If I put that into my long-term report, um, it will not help me. It helped me in that situation to understand special requirements, but not for overall. Yeah, And in operations, you would say, if you ramp up a machine or ramp down a machine, that doesn't give you any predictive maintenance input that gives you, you know, 
it is correct, but it doesn't make sense in this content. Um, but the the thing that uh, that is the yeah most important one I think if you um, do research with customers is the one of of bias in the data. Yeah, mm -hmm. and that means um, if you, for example, do do a little um, poll maybe for someone who um, sells drinks or whatever, and you ask how much do you like it, then you will maybe find out that people in Germany don't like it at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And people in the US and India like it a lot. <laughs> and yeah. you will maybe wonder, like, okay, maybe I should just stop operations in Germany because you know Germany is criticizing me all the time, and I will go for India and US. Um, but uh, after a year or so, you will find out that that was not a good idea because the Germans were actually buying the product. Yeah. Um, and the reason is, for example, in this case, cultural bias. That um, me as a German, I'm always going to what oh, there's always room for improvement. We can do better. I will give it a three. It's okay. It's drinkable. Yeah. Yeah. It's not. Uh, it's fine. And uh, in India, for example, they would likely say it's amazing. I really like it. Yeah. When they have, in the end, the same emotion behind it. Mm -hmm. uh, I went once to a, to a, just to give you another example of this. Yeah, to a restaurant in India, and they had feedback cards on the tables. And you had various options to answer. And the first one was like, I adore this place. If I could, I would buy a part of it. This is the best restaurant in the world. The second was, this is a really nice restaurant. I like the service. Uh, go ahead. Yeah. And the last one was, this is really good. Yeah. And I was like, okay, where's the other side? Where can I mark that this is quite okay, but not perfect? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Because people would, you know, answer more carefully. And yeah. um, if you set up an analysis, um, for maybe getting an international response back, you need to calculate in that, that bias. You need to put the averages. You know, you would rate Germany's like, okay, Germany's three would equal a two in India maybe, mm -hmm. uh, if you want to compare that. And, and that you need to think through and that's a business task. Uh, and the business task to think through, what do I expect? How are the cultures different? But it can also be gender or age group or um, area or you know you know your your customers um, or the consumers more or less you really have to think through what is a good in this market or what is uh, what can i ask in this market i mean for example people would also from a cultural perspective maybe just lie to you <laughs> yeah do you have kids yes in uh, in indonesia for example yeah because it would be super annoying to say uh, that they don't have kids or you know um, barns and then we can analyze it will tell you something and the other piece is um i don't know if you know these t-shirts people like you, you can see that it's a nerd if he wears a t-shirt that says some people can work with incomplete data mm -hmm. full stop nothing else yeah <laughs> okay because the other half is missing I don't have such a t-shirt, but I will buy one maybe one day. Um, and uh, and that's the that's the other you know thread is a big word, but if you do such a um, connected packaging um, event or uh, not event a campaign, and you get your answers back, you need to cross check like what part of my consumer group is actually answering this. Yeah? Um, so you then know, okay, now I gained a lot of super valuable insight about the females between 30 and 40, because they would all answer this. But to make a decision for your strategy, you have to be aware that you did not win 
um, answers about say the females between 50 and 70 who just you know didn't care to answer maybe they were too busy or maybe they didn't want to or mm. whatever it is and also not about the males and the kids because the kids didn't have a phone yet so um you have to think through like what information is there and what information is missing so you don't over or underestimate um the value of your answer yeah no, absolutely. And I think that comes to planning, doesn't it? You know, what is it that we want to find out? Who is it that we're talking to? Um, mm -hmm. And then the great thing around, you, you, you mentioned it, is, you know, the connected packaging can be used as a market research tool. So, you know, what is it that you want to find out and from whom? Um, mm -hmm. So kind of that, that planning, but the cultural bias, I mean, that's, you know, it's there, but it's being able to identify that before you start making decisions. I think that's a really important um you know point as well that yeah of course it's there but have you have you actually built that into the way that you're going to then analyze the data um yeah. we're, we're 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 coming to the end of the session and i know there's lots of things that you want to tell us so i don't know whether there's a, an overview um of, of the most important points that people who are watching this session should should take away so it's um it's actually one thing yeah and uh, whatever we were talking about jenny we, we always came back to this one it's it is called a data or digital and uh, analytics project yeah whatever the name is and that sometimes scares people away a little bit but um in fact these projects are people projects because no matter how good your analytics are the people will decide if it will have an impact or not because they will value for themselves, they can push back or they will, you know, find ways to explain why it's wrong or whatever. So um, if you do such a project, you need to be very careful to at least balance your analytics mm -hmm. and the personal side. Mm -hmm. And if you have to decide, yeah, go for the personal side. That's, that's really my advice. If you have to decide, you know, do I now do this conversation? With my important stakeholder or do i calculate it once more talk to the stakeholder you will always be able to redo a little calculation in the evening but if um if that bound yeah that um relationship to your stakeholder is uh, is not very good or gets a yeah gets a um i'm thinking about right now gets bad <laughs> sorry for my english in this moment um it will take you months or years to bring it back into yeah. shape yeah and this will really be your problem so make sure that you really focus on people. Remember, it's a change management project with an analytical piece that can be handled by experts. They are there. They're really good. They will, they will take care of it. Fantastic. Thank you so much. Some really, really good insights there. Some great points, I think, um, that we can all think about when planning um, our, our, our projects. And for those people who haven't um, started, there's obviously lots of great insight there. Thank you so much, Vibka. It's... Uh, been great to, to listen to that. Thank you for opening the summit. It's been some, um, as I said, some really interesting elements there that we can all take away from it. Um, I hope everyone um, at home and uh, at the office, wherever they are, um, enjoyed that. Thanks so much for the questions. 